Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing in the sky And all the birds are everywhere Of the internet <laughs> Welcome to the podcast of the Graps My name's Chris, I'm here with Alan Hello That's Alan And this is our podcast that we do why for, do we do it? For no reason. Why do we do it? Because sometimes people go, oh, I listen to the podcast, and that's like gives us this little jolt of serotonin. Yeah. Um, gives us a little tingle, and we feel good about ourselves. I do like a tingle. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like um, the tingler? You ever seen the tingler? No. The tingler, it's an old black and white horror film. Right. Um, but Vincent Price is this scientist who discovers... Um, that uh, people are dying of fright and he discovers that I haven't got time for this at the moment they die a a kind of a creature mm. forms on their spine called the tingler and that's what kills them and so he finds a way to extract the tingler um, at the moment of death right and they when they did it in cinemas it was one of those things where um, as a gimmick they like set like things loose in the cinema, like the tingler was loose in the cinema. Oh. But it, I uh, mean, frankly, that sounds like it makes about as much sense as some of the wrestling we've seen this The tingler. Okay, so this is part four of our WrestleMania weekend podcast, and it's going, probably going to be the last one. Yeah. Frankly, yeah. I mean, we usually do a wrap up, don't we? No, we haven't always. No. We don't always do a, like one covering WrestleMania itself. No. And we're not really... We've, we've watched all the wrestling we're going to watch, I think, at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, like we, we did say last night that we were going to do one about New Japan. Mm. Um, and um, that's not going to happen. No, we, um, we, 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 we bottled it. We watched a bit of the New Japan. I mean, it's not a New Japan show. It's an ROH show. Um, and then gave up. And frankly, it was for the best because it was still three and a half hours worth of the show yeah. to go. It was that show went on till five a.m. I mean, that's it's just unacceptable. Yeah. Um, when we saw the Rumble, um, yeah. which was notable for the fact that uh, it was pretty much one New Japan guy, one Ring of Honor guy. The New Japan guys. There were definitely more people than that. Yeah, it wasn't just two people. Even the even the schlubbiest guys got massive cheers for the New Japan on the New Japan side. Yeah, Ring yeah. of Honor guys, crickets. Yeah, it was just terrible. And then there were two very forgettable matches. Um, I, actually, I quite enjoyed the Roosh match. Roosh came out, kicked the fuck out of Dalton Castle. Quite like that. It wasn't really a match um, though, was it? Will Ospreay fought Corn on the Cob. Yeah. Yeah, you you amused yourself coming up with that nickname, <laughs> didn't you? Just said it over and over again. Yeah. And then um, nobody gave a single fuck about the women. Well, yeah, it's a shame. ROH is another one of those companies that just doesn't really yeah. put a whole lot of stock in their women's division. Why is it there? It's just don't have it. Yeah. You know, um, RevPro, don't have it. Progress, don't have it. It's just, I mean, and not that like these companies should be sort of modelling themselves after WWE. And and I don't want to you know give WWE too much credit, but they they've 
they've followed through with putting focus on their women's division. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, for better or worse. Yeah. But like, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it really is. Um, you know, particularly, well, well, let's mention it. Rev Pro had a show over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and their women's champion was mm. at another show going on at the same time yeah. for another company. And it's just like, what's the fucking point, eh? Well, I mean, we're going to talk about another collection of shows. Yeah. Um, which ended with a big focus on the women. Yeah. So we promised, yeah, we promised that we were going to do a New Japan podcast. Yeah. Um, consider it done. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So you can stop and then start again. Yeah. Good evening. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. This is part five. Um, but we were going to talk about the Joey Janela Spring Break shows. Yeah. That's one and two. And we're also going to touch on the Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Does something. Um, I mean, it's. I don't know how much they have uh, input into it, but we're, we're talking about Game Changer Wrestling shows here. Um, the guy who runs Game Changer Wrestling, Brett Lauderdale, I think probably he's as much um, to, to blame. Yeah. To credit um, as Joey Janela. Um, but yeah, it's the Game Changer Wrestling shows that really have been the point of the weekend for me. Um, and they've been the thing that I've looked forward to most. And probably the thing, apart from two old men um, sticking kebab spikes in a guy's ass, um, that has brought me the most joy. Um, yeah. What about yourself? I, I said it. Before, I'm not sure where, I can't remember what I've said on the podcast and what I've said in real life. I don't know what real life is anymore. Um, but I think the way the WrestleMania weekends go now, the style of shows that the Joey Janela show has sort of pioneered mm. um, has become like the real attraction for somebody like me anyway. Yeah, I mean. Like for some people, it's like, oh, I can go to WrestleMania and I can see the New Japan stars and I can see like the best of the TNA ROH guys mm. like that, that that's a certain type of wrestling fan yeah it's fine but for those of us who sort of revel in kind of the underbelly of professional wrestling yep. um, and enjoy the idea and opportunity of being entertained by something a little bit off the wall mm. um, these are these are the shows for us I think the, the, you might want to say that this is our Wrestlemania Oh, I don't want to say that. Well, no. you didn't have to. I said it. Yeah, you said I might want to say it. And yeah. I didn't want to say it. Okay. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to make you say anything. Good. I'm sick, I'm sick of it. Yeah. Absolutely sick of it. <laughs> Chris and I have spent a lot of time together. Yeah, I'm at, the the end, I'm at the end of my tether, frankly. I just said to my brother, I, I might actually kick everybody out. Yeah. Just send everyone home. I mean, I wouldn't blame you. Yeah. yeah. Bad enough. Um, <clears throat> so, we... Watched all three of these shows. Yep. Um, the two Joey Janela shows with the Orange Cassidy show kind of sandwiched in between. Mm -hmm. uh, not consecutively. We've no. had um, significant, ga significant gaps between them. Yeah. Um, but we were going to just touch on some of the uh, some of the sort of highlights. Yeah. Um, so do you remember way back uh, at Spring Break Part 1? Yeah. It seems a long time ago now. Yeah. Um, it was weird. We we just watched Spring Break Part Two. So we didn't stay up and watch it live because it started at five forty a.m. Yeah, and went three hours. Um, so we just watched it now. But they were talking about yesterday at 
Spring Break Part One because it happened. It, it timing's really weird, um, but it was just like really confusing. So yeah, so if you remember, all the way back, Spring Break were number one. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, I do remember. Yeah. Were you <laughs> going to ref- reference something in particular? No, I was going to say let's let's talk about Spring Break number one. Okay, Spring Break number one. Uh, so that happened on Friday night. Yeah. About midnight. Yeah. One o'clock. One o'clock our time. Yeah. 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 Um, and was headlined with a death match. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I'm not going to build up to. I'm just going to go straight into. You want to go straight into? Yeah. Which featured one of the most distressing moments I've seen in a wrestling match. It was horrible. Yeah. I... And I've seen people genuinely like career-ending injuries in the ring. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were, I, I felt a bit sick Yeah. at one point because I, I genuinely thought that I might see Jimmy Lloyd die. Now, I, I quite like Jimmy Lloyd. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter. I don't want to see anybody die. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it was horrible. So those of you who haven't seen it, um, they, they had a spot with some scissors. They had a, a board with... Four or five pairs of scissors opened. Yeah, so um, mounted, so, blade up. Yeah. Um, and Jimmy Lloyd was in the corner of the ring. Uh, and Masashi um, Takeda uh, put the board on Jimmy Lloyd's front and then did a double knees into him. And then there was a moment where it looked as though one of the scissors had got stuck in Jimmy Lloyd's neck. Um, and Jimmy Lloyd, all right, kind of, all right. yeah. yeah. Um, so there was some, it was yeah. some wonky stuff with some dangerous kitchen appliances that um, that, that that felt very distressing at the yeah. time. Um, yeah, it kind of churned my stomach a bit. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm I'm not. I mean, I've we've spoken about it on the podcast before. I'm not really a deathmatch fan. Right. Funnily enough, like I don't mind all the light tube stuff because yeah. I think it's more sort of like fireworks and anything yeah like they're, they're kind of they're, they're being used in the volume that they're being used hmm. because they look spectacular yeah um and in the grand scheme of things probably aren't as dangerous hmm. as as other things could be but once you start having actual blades involved <laughs> yeah i mean we'd seen earlier um in a, a previous show, Maria Manick had pulled a knife. Um, she didn't actually use the knife. No, she just waved it around. Yeah. Um, it's just stupid. I mean, I'd seen the, this kind of scissor block. I've, I've not actually seen it in a match. I saw it in a, a picture from yeah. a match. Um, there's a, guy, a group called Freedoms in, in Japan that do this kind of like really weird stuff. And just the thought of it then made me feel a bit... Yeah. Ugh. Um, but yeah, thankfully, Jimmy Lloyd did not die. And he did. He was back on, on Spring Break Part 2. Yeah. So. Um, but Spring Break kicked off with Joey Janela coming out, because mm-hmm. it is his show, really. Um, yeah. He's become a thing. It's really weird. Um, and not only has Joey Janela become a thing, he's created loads of other people and given them at least minor careers. I mean, I think Joey Janela is possibly responsible for PCO being in Ring of Honor. Um, he was the one who brought PCO back yeah. for Spring Break last year. In the opener of this match, he faced Marco Stunt, yeah. um, who was a guy who uh, came to prominence on Joey Janela's Lost in New York 
and then did the AEW. Um, that well, it wasn't AEW then, was it? Just called All In, uh, made his name, and then broke his leg on uh, LA Confidential, another okay. Joey Janela show. So this was his first match back, um, and it was just I thought it was a really nice way to open. Yeah, that it was, a fun it was Joey Janela and a guy that Joey Janela made. Yeah, um, it was Joey Janela returning from injury as well. Yeah, um, it was a fun fun match. Yeah, um, Marco Stunt. I, I'm not sure what his deal is. He's little. He don't really. S- crack a smile no it's like a little surly teenager yeah um which is weird um and actually on spring break part two is his younger brother showed up younger yeah. brother was saying his younger yeah, brother yeah i reckon yeah um and uh, was part of that match yeah. very briefly yeah um, um the wonderful bit in the janella stunt match where um joe janella threw marco stunt into the crowd and the crowd surfed uh, marco stunt around yeah and then Joey Janela decided that he wanted a bit of that action too. And they got surfed alongside one another and then started chopping each other in the chest. Yeah. I thought that was great. Really lovely little spot, that. What else did you like on that show? Um, I liked the fact that Tony Deppen came out. Yeah. Uh, and Tony Deppen is a... Well, it's really weird because every time Tony Deppen comes out, yeah. people cheer him. Yeah, the crowd goes a bit wild for I mean, him. he's got a good entrance song. Yeah. He comes out to We Built This City on Rock and Roll by Starship sure. people, sure. people like that song I guess they do yeah, yeah. Um, and then he, he just turns into a massive dick and in this one he decided he was going to fight a fan yeah uh, and he, he found a fan with no legs yeah, in a wheelchair he found somebody in a wheelchair and was like right I'm going to fight you yeah um, it turned out this fellow was, was pretty good a ringer yeah I, I bet he was a ringer I bet yeah. he's actually got wrestling training well weirdly that's how um, that's how Marco Stunt like came Right. Is that Marco Stunt was, was picked out of the crowd. Oh, okay. Um, so Like Connor Mills. Yeah, yeah. Like that guy. Santino Morella. Yeah. It's it's a, a tried and tested yeah. thing, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I really liked No Legs. Um, they had a, a scrambo. Not a scrambo. You only get those in good wrestling. Yeah. It was a uh, scramble. Uh, and there were a few fun guys in that. J- Shane Mercer, the Iron Demon. Yeah, he's a muscly dude. Yeah, he really impressed Doing me. He's a muscly dude who can fly, stuff. can't he? Yeah. So he's like he's like Neville, but not ugly. I think he was still a bit ugly. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a big, big ginger beard. Oh, well, I mean, it depends how, if you like a big ginger beard. Pete, Pete Dunne rocking a big ginger beard these days. And he's ugly. can't believe you just said that. Um, I like Jungle Boy was back. Yeah. Yeah, that was his first match since his dad died. Yeah. Um, so he came back, had a good match. Jungle Boy, eh? Uh, yeah. Now, I've got this in the notes to maybe talk about later because it's a conversation we had over. But let's have the conversation now. Yeah, now, let's have it. Let's have it out. You you have an issue yeah. with the name Jungle Boy. I think it's a terrible name. How is it? How is that a name? It's just a name. It's like, it's I fine. mean, at best it's an insult. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice one, Jungle Boy. <laughs> oh, well, you live in a jungle, Jungle Boy. <laughs> um, also, he's not really doing anything that makes me think he's from the jungle. Just a wrestler. I think um, I think the first time I saw him he did have like a loincloth. Right. But he's right. getting away from that, isn't he? He should get away from the name Jungle Boy as well. Right. Plus next time you see him he won't be. If Jungle it was Boy. Jungle Boy Roy, yeah. like Cabana <laughs> Man Dan, I'd be on board with it. But Jungle Boy, it's just not it's hardly a name. I mean I, 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 I don't think it's a it's great like, name. It's like that's the type of boy he is. He's a jungle boy. He's not a jungle boy, he's just jungle boy. He's not the jungle boy. He's just jungle boy. Mm. Um, like I, I said, I don't think it's a great name. 
But you did think it was a no, great no, name earlier. You were arguing pretty strongly it's, for it. It's a, it's a name. There's, mm. there's no reason not. And also, think about it. Christmas, he can be Jingle Boy. Terrible. I think actually that you know your defence of it just kind of comes to the root of you. It, it's just yet another example of why you've got terrible taste. What? I have no problem with Jungle Boy. I mean, he's not trading on his dad's name. I'd rather he was doing that, frankly. No? All right, let's move on. Um, Nick Gage was there again? He was, yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot of Nick Gage this weekend. Too much. Is is there such a thing as too much Nick Gage? Yeah, yeah one show, one, one viewing <laughs> of Nick Gage is Murder too much. Murder, let's Yeah. Uh, and he fought Shinjiro Otani. We've seen a lot of him this weekend as well, haven't we? Yep. Yeah. That's, it's, it's like these people are our family now. Mm-hmm. You know, right or wrong, whether you want it or not, yeah. Nick Gage is now your brother. I, I, I don't want to be part of that family. I've got to say, it's a trade-up. Mm. You know? That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> we also saw two invisible men fight. Yeah, this is when I fell asleep. Yeah. Because it was fun for three minutes, and then after that it was like, yep. I get this. Well, I mean, really, it was the Bryce Remsberg show, wasn't it? Yeah. Bryce Remsberg was refereeing it. Um, he likes a bit of comedy, does Bryce? Does improv? Anyone else we know does improv? No. No. Um, and, yeah, he basically pretended that these two invisible men were fighting. And they even, the, the match ended with a spear through a table. Um, which, I, I really liked it. I don't know why you didn't like it. You did like it. I mean, it was fine. It was twice as long as it should have well, been. Well, that has been a theme of the weekend, really, yeah, yeah. hasn't it? Um, everything was twice as long as it needed to be. I mean, you said that about NXT. Yeah. New Japan. I th- well, New Japan, I don't know that it was it was uh, twice as long as it needed to be. There was twice as many matches. Yeah, as well, so the show was twice as long as it needed well, to yeah, be. Well, yeah, the whole show was, yeah. yeah. Um, Takamishnoku was there. He turned up. Yeah, for Orange we talk, Cassidy. We talk about every match. Well, I've got some notes here. I've written some notes. Yeah, this is what happens when you write notes. We talk about every note that you've made. Well, there's a lot to talk about. I mean, I really enjoyed Spring Break Part 1 was probably my favourite show of the weekend. Okay. Um, it had a lot of stuff that was really on, on yeah. it that, that really made me smile the whole weekend. Okay. Um, contrast to Spring Break Part 2, which... <laughs> Perhaps wasn't such. Yeah, it's a bit of a mess. You know, as a show, was great, but I really loved it. You know? Okay, good. I mean, I did, it's not that I hated the Invisible Man thing. It was fine. It was too long. Yeah. And the the Tacker thing was fine. That wasn't too long. That didn't outstay its welcome at all. No. Um, also, I made some notes so it wasn't a disjointed podcast. Well, yeah, I'd rather it was disjointed because frankly. we know disjointed podcasts they just sum up a Saturday. In a way that you too sum up a Sunday. What are you going on about? Um, all right. My God. Knock it on the head then. Knock it on the head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was spring break number one. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. So we also watched Orange Cast. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> do something. I can't do this anymore. Maybe. Um, did you like that? No. Very rubbish. <laughs> Um, there was a couple of things I did really like on the Orange Cassidy show. Yeah. Um, I liked Chris Brooks against the other fella that I can't remember the name Logan of. Logan Easton LaRue. Logan Easton LaRue. The one percenter. Yeah, well, that's a, it was, that's a cool gimmick, isn't it? <laughs> it? 
I wonder whether anybody's ever done a like, oh, I'm a rich guy gimmick before. Well, I mean, he specifically had the the one percent bit of the gimmick before anyone else. That's just it's just just taking a phrase. Well, it's not like it's not really an extra part of the gimmick, is it? Well, it's like pretending you're a uh, kind of jet flying space mountain riding guy mm. but if you call yourself nature boy then you're doing the rick flair so if you're doing the rich gimmick and you call yourself the one percenter you're doing a logan easton LaRue. i don't know i don't he's not he's not plowed a furrow for himself as he i mean i couldn't give two in, shits in the about same him. way as um rick flair no um but he had a match with Chris Brooks, yep. and it was best of 13 falls. Yeah, first one to seven falls. Um, and that was very entertaining. Yeah, yep. um, started off with some kicking in the balls. Yeah, as the, all, best, all the best matches do. Yeah, the um, I, I mean, it's difficult to see with a mask, but there was a, 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 a look of delight on Kid Lycos' face as he got to kick Logan Easton LaRue in the balls. Yeah. He looked really happy with himself after doing that. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, and then they did the uh, Guerrero Malenko classic sequence um only instead of near falls it was just actual falls yeah um until the final fall where chris brooks stole it with a roll-up yeah well now we don't need to watch it well i mean it's, it's art talked about every single fall yeah it's like i can hear a song and then when i've heard it once doesn't mean i can't listen to it again yeah but if somebody sat down and explained the song to you for the length of time that the song took oh people have done that you'd be you'd be sick of it wouldn't you people have done that yeah, yeah, terrible. I know. Um, <clears throat> what else was on this show? I've just I've lost all enthusiasm for this. Podcast. Well, there was a dodgeball match, wasn't there? No, there wasn't. Well, there was supposed to be a dodgeball match. Yeah, there was a dodgeball match scheduled. It didn't happen. No, and the crowd didn't like that, did they? No, they were really upset. <laughs> yeah. Um, eleven wrestlers came out. Yeah, from five on five dodgeball match. Yeah, the teams were picked, um, leaving MJF standing on his own yeah wasn't picked for a team he took the ball and went home yeah so no dodgeball match happened and they had to do a wrestling match yeah. instead and yeah the crowd were not happy yeah fun though wasn't it yeah it was fine my favorite yeah. moment of the entire thing was uh jeff cannonball where he tried to do a dive and fucked it up yeah on purpose i imagine yeah because uh, he's a big fat man the, there are a few men fatter than him <laughs> fella in the um in the uh ring of honor rumble yeah, he was fatter. He was fatter. Who, what was his name? Brian, Bru, Brawler Malonus. But it's Brian Malonus. That's, that's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, he tried to dive and fucked up. And then uh, he got put in a submission. And as he was in the submission, was just screaming, I want to dive. I, I thought like he that. was shouting, I want to die. No, no. Because that's how I feel. Yeah, <laughs> he just wanted a dive. Um, there was a, a 60 second Ironman match. Yeah, there was. Yeah. yeah. Which went five more seconds. Again, the crowd didn't really get the joke in the end, did they? No. They were like, one more minute. Yeah. And they were like, no, the joke is that we're doing five more seconds. Yeah. Because you normally would shout five more minutes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that it got a bit... That was a little bit sticky at the end for me there. Yeah. Because um, crowd going into business for themselves. Ooh, don't like that. Yeah. And um, Teddy Hart read a book. Yeah, Teddy Hart came out, was supposed to read a book. Instead, did a speech, um, <laughs> which it was weird actually, because like on the surface it was it was it was fairly eloquent, and it was a fairly you know heartfelt, heartfelt speech yeah. about 
the um, impact that the Joey Janela shows and by extension the Orange Cassidy show and the like have had on WrestleMania weekend yeah. and how they give people the opportunity to do all sorts of stuff yeah. and um, how they give the fans the opportunity to see people really pushing themselves creatively. But it felt weird in the middle of this show yeah. and this weekend, um, particularly this show, which is kind of based around a character who doesn't really care. No. It's not really putting no. any effort in. Um, and it can't, it, it took, if I, if I want to sort of say I was suspending my disbelief, which you can't really do in no. this sort of show, it kind of takes you out of it because you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, I guess like this was a nice thing to do. I mean, I just tuned in because I want to see a load of dumb shit, but yeah. don't make me think about. It's also as well with, with that kind of thing of it, of it being a semi shoot with mm. him doing the heartfelt promo, it does kind of make you wonder if if he realised that the rest of it was a joke? I think he did. I think he did, but probably wasn't quite on board in the same way that no. other people were. I mean, he did come out with two cats. Yeah, he brought his cats two out. Two live cats. Yeah. Um, and he did read a book, and then he threw a cat in the air. Yeah. When he threw the cat in the air, it got the same kind of gasp mm. from the crowd as when Jimmy Lloyd looked like he'd got a scissor in his throat. That says a lot about people here, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But the cat was fine. Well, I mean, I don't think it it's not an indictment of humanity <laughs> to be shocked about a cat getting thrown in the air. <laughs> I mean you don't see cats thrown in the air a lot, do you? No. No. For good reason. I mean he was a very chilled cat. Yeah. The only thing that upset him was having MJF uh, Gavin Loudspeaker's scarf put on him. Loud and noxious. Right. Same guy, isn't it? Yeah, it's the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two names. Um, yeah, because if you've got cats, you'll know cats don't like things put on them. Really don't. No. Um, what else was on it? There was a scramble. Yeah. Which I remember enjoying, but I can't remember anything about right now. It was for a gift card that was surprised. Yeah, that's quite fun. Um, there was also the, the Yuletide death match. Yeah, which again involved Nick Gage. Yeah. Was a little bit of a mess. Yeah. Um, it was fine. Yeah. It was Ultramantis Black, who apparently is into Christmas. That's why they were having a Christmas. Yeah. He's match. got Christmas tattoos, apparently. Right. Oh, he must be well into Christmas then. Yeah. Um, it's funny that, like, somebody's got a tattoo, so it's like, oh, he likes Christmas, doesn't he? He's got the Christmas. That's the one with the Christmas tattoo. So we should do a Christmas Thing. Well, I'd say you've got to be pretty into Christmas if you're getting a Christmas tattoo. Except he's one of these people that's got loads of tattoos. Still, I mean, mm. you know, I've never thought about getting... Have you ever thought about getting a Christmas tattoo? I don't want to get any tattoo. Why, why, you, why don't you like tattoos, Chris? What? Why don't you like why tattoos? Don't I like, it's not so much that I don't like them, it's just I don't what want them. What are the against people with tattoos? I think they're arseholes. Well, I mean, you're right there. <laughs> they genuinely are. Um, I don't... I, Ge generally speaking, I don't like to inflict any unnecessary pain on myself, <laughs> um, even if it does mean that I could potentially have a mermaid permanently adorned across my body. You should get a mermaid permanently yeah. adorned across your body. I mean, what kind of tattoo would I get? Like, I don't know. I mean, it's not that it's not that the thought has never crossed my mind because right. you think, don't you? You think, yeah. If I was going to get a tattoo, what kind of tattoo would I get? But. I don't think there's anything that I feel strongly enough about that I want it to be. I want to be permanently identified. 
Swastika. Yeah. yeah, well, of course, there is a swastika. Um, but, you know, it's not really very trendy these days. No. At least not in the circles that I run. It's trendy in some yeah. um, some places. Um, but the whole thing f- finished with everyone kicking in MJF again. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, it's a bit of a theme of the weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I, what, what I want to say, and I made a note of it, is mm. that I thought the commentators across these shows were really good. Um, Denver, Colorado. That's that's the name of one of them. Drew Cordero, his name is. He runs Beyond Dressing. Okay. Uh, and Sarah Stocky. Okay. Sarah Shockey. Sarah Shockey. Sarah somebody, but not sexual Sarah. Okay. Um, I thought they were really good. Um, really funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've written... Drew and Sarah are ace. There you go. It's very strong, very strong words. Yeah, well, it's true. It's true, mate. It's true. So then today we watched Spring Break Part 2. Spring Break 3, Part 2. Yeah, we did. Um, Now, it it kind of started a bit slow for me. The first half of the show, first first quarter of the show. Yeah, it was like proper um, matches, wasn't it? We had three matches. Uh, you had Joey Janela against the aforementioned Jungle Boy. Yeah. Um, who is doesn't appear to be from the jungle. I don't know whether I've mentioned. Well, Joey Janela did say on a previous show that he was raised by gorillas in the Amazon. Oh, right, because Joey Janela said it on a previous show. Yeah. Got, show don't tell. Like, you can't go, oh, the commentators said that he was, um, he grew up in the Amazon and um, fashioned his house out of bamboo canes. Mate, like, when you're watching Line of Duty, mm. they don't tell you everything that's happened in every previous episode on every episode, do they? Yeah, but that's not... I've not. I've, this is spring break. This is Game Changer Wrestling. <sighs> I mean, I don't care. <laughs> God. But, yeah, they had a match. That's quite good. It was fine, yeah. Yes. Um, and then you had uh, LAX. Yeah. Um, the second iteration, at yeah. least, at least second, maybe third or fourth. Yeah. Um, against the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. They're, they're the current lax rather than the ex lax. Very good. Um, yeah. And that was a tag match. Yeah. And then you had. Uh, I, I think that the comment that was made during that match was that Rock and Roll Express were in too good a shape to be funny at being old. Yeah. Because we'd previously seen Manny Fernandez and Tank, yeah, who were not in good shape, and there were some fellas in the the clusterfuck as well who were really not. Yeah, in good shape. it's weird. Like Rock and Roll Express, I, I want to give them credit for like still being able to move. Yeah, like I don't want to say athletes, <laughs> but like, they could still run the ropes. Yeah, um, they could still do a leapfrog if they need to. Yeah, um, but they do look. Like they're a hundred years old, yeah. Particularly Ricky Morton, um, who's still rocking the mullet. He loves it, man. Um, and I, I, I made the comment earlier that I, th- I really feel sorry for him because if he'd have managed to step away from wrestling, or if he had to step away from wrestling, he would be able to get rid of the mullet. But I don't because, think he wants to get rid of the mullet. Yeah, but I think he probably does. I think every, I think anybody who was afflicted with a mullet back in the seventies. I mean, it was a choice in the seventies. Yeah. But it's the same, like, you don't see people walking around with a Princess Diana haircut anymore, do you? Well, it depends what circles you mix in. <laughs> Those swastika tattoo circles. Princess Diana haircut. Really? Yeah, very I don't know whether that's a, that's a, not a Venn diagram that you see intersect so well, much. There you go. Um, yeah, and then we saw uh, a fat skeleton. Yeah. Have a match. I with, mean, um, this prompted a big debate in our 
in our viewing circle about the value and merit of Mexican wrestling yeah, I, in I, 2019, I felt which I'm not going to repeat. We're a bit, a bit dismissive of it, to be honest. Yep, fine. Yeah, I'm not getting into it again. <laughs> um, Alan Boone's narrow worldview would not allow anybody else's opinions <laughs> to intersect with his. Um, uh, yeah, Fat Skeleton <laughs> versus old Japanese fella. Yeah, they had a match. Yeah, again, it, that was it. Was just a match. Yeah. Like it involved some some hardcore style wrestling. Yeah. Um, but. That's and that's kind of what defined this first half of this second half of the yeah. Joey Janela weekend was that it kind of felt a little bit like okay, well we got some, we're going to have some wrestling matches involving some nostalgia acts, and then we're going to get on to the absolute yeah shambles that was the greatest clusterfuck. Yeah, um, was now, it the was it the greatest clusterfuck? Do you think? Um. I don't think so. No. Although, as part of Ethan Page on part one, Ethan Page lost his dignity and soul as a human being and a wrestler, mm. um, which meant that he had to agent this clusterfuck um, because he got the credit for agenting the first clusterfuck, um, which is, is such an inside stage parlance yeah. that um, so shouldn't become part of a story. Yeah, um, I don't think. He, I mean, he can a bit. I mean, it it lost its way many times, um, but there were there were a lot of funny things in it, a lot of cool things, and it ended really strongly. Well, according to Cage Match, there were sixty six official entrants. Yeah, to this clusterfuck. That's a lot. Um, pick out pick out a couple that you liked. Um, I, good, we can't name them all. No, uh, I really like that that Necro Butcher who mm. you weren't even sure if it was Necro Butcher. I'm still not bit. convinced. Um, he didn't seem to be quite aware of what was going on a lot of the time mm. to, at the point where um, Eric Cannon particularly had to be his minder for there a bit. There were a couple of instances yeah. where it was very visible that somebody was down in the corner chatting to Necro Butch. Yeah, making sure he didn't interfere in, in one of the spots. That's what it felt like. Yeah, yeah that was going on. Um, I enjoyed um, Mantor. Uh, he struggled to get in the ring. You missed it. You were out oh, of the room yeah, when he yeah. came in. He couldn't get in the ring. He was he was really struggling. Fair uh, NWO Sting, uh, I enjoyed that. Mm. Um, I particularly like this, and it happened with Esa Rios came in, and it also happened with Tracy Smothers. That you you see these um, deathmatch guys like Matt Tremont and Jeff Cannonball, who just queuing up to take stuff from from people well, they used to watch. I mean, we saw that younger. a little bit in the the Ring of Honor Rumble. Yeah, where um, you've got like the big massive fat dude, uh, the fat dude that we mentioned earlier. Yeah. And first thing that Liger does when he comes in is eliminate that big fat dude. And I yeah. said, that guy now could retire tomorrow yeah. and he can say that he got eliminated by Jushin Thunder Liger at Madison yeah. Square Garden. That's it. That's yeah. his career made. Can tell that, dine out on that story forever. And there are probably some of these chaps who said, I got punched in the face by Necro Butcher. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did a lot um, of that, didn't he? Just popped up, pump, punched someone in the face and sat down again. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Um, I liked um, No Legs came back yeah did some stuff yeah. so the rules of elimination were very <laughs> lax on this because there were some over the top eliminations but also there were lots of uh, over top rope dives yeah or from the top turnbuckle dives to the outside but I said that's the, the Randy Macho Man Savage yeah rule you can't eliminate yourself um, except when you can yeah 
um, uh, Crime Time showed up. They did. Yeah. Yeah. That was an interesting one. Shad Gaspard and JTG. Yeah. I don't know what, don't know what the JTG stands for. Johnny the Goal. Johnny the Goal. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Nate Webb and Marco Stunt mm. sang Wheatus's Teenage Dirtbag yeah. as the bloke from Wheatus walked around the ring pretending to be Nate Webb. Yeah. Um, and then later, uh, Teenage Dirtbag played again and the guy from Wheatus got in the ring. Yeah. And laid out MJF. Again, a running theme, laying out MJF. Yep. Um, but it all ended with uh, the the last entrance so seemed to be... Well, there had been no women in the match. No. no. Which actually was is of note. Like, I, yeah. I, 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 we were getting towards the end. I was like, no women in this match. No. And there have been women in previous... Yeah. Yep. There have been women in all of the Joey Janela shows. Yeah. Um, and there were no women. So... Uh, that one was going to come out. It would have the knife. Maria Manic, yeah, the and knife girl. It came out. Yeah, her fella Schlack was in the. Uh, it the was one of the very early entries. That'll upset some of the Twitterati. Yeah. Isn't it? Um, and yeah, so her music played, and she didn't come in. No, but um, I mean that wasn't unusual. A lot of people, <laughs> their yeah. music played, and then they didn't appear for a while. But the, then there was some movement, wasn't there, on the yeah, stage? Yeah, a bunch of women came out from one of the other entrances and surrounded the ring. Yeah. And then they got in the ring yeah. and beat the living shit out of everyone involved. Yeah. Um, including all the referees, except one. Yeah, except Girl Hebner. I like to think that they said to her, you go and you tell the story of what you've seen today. <laughs> Spread the legend. Yeah. Um, and yeah, basically they did a thing where they ruined the end of Spring Break. Yeah. Essentially. And then it went off the air. Yeah, they they took some um, they took light tubes to Jimmy Lloyd, mm-hmm. um, beat up Chris Dickinson. Yeah, and and then Joey Janela himself. Yeah, uh, it was he up. came he got dragged out from the back. Yeah. in his boxer shorts. Yeah, um, they pulled up the canvas. Yeah, um, and yeah, and then we got a, uh, a like a lost signal card come up on the screen. Yeah, and cage matches listing that match as a no contest. Yeah, so. I mean, depending on how you look at it, we sat through maybe an hour and a half long 66-man um, Battle Royal match for no reason. Yeah, it's it's like the usual suspects all over again. Yeah. You know, you get to the end, you realise that nothing you've seen matters. Yeah. Um, except this was pretty cool, I think. People and enjoyed Usual Suspects. Yeah, you can't really watch it now though, can you? No, no, no. It's been one of them ruined things. Well, yeah, because the twist, you already know the twist, yeah. don't you? So. Um, I, I did find it quite funny that one of the commentators uh, did say that, like, you're not going to get this with Ronda, Becky and Charlotte. And I thought, well, well, as you said, like, you don't know that. You don't know whether they're going to use light tubes. Yeah. I mean, they've probably got more of a budget. Yeah. Bigger light tubes. <laughs> yeah. Or actual light bulbs. Oh, where they live, they have like those Edison lamp bulbs, right? So you can see like the filament in it, not bloody fluorescent light tubes. No. I bet you all their lights are dimmable as well. Yeah, almost definitely. Yeah, I bet you they are actually LED um, programmable from your Alexa, oh. Echo, Amazon Echo. Wow! You could just say, uh, Alexa, uh, dim the lights, or Alexa party mode, and they've they've got different colours. Is that Ale- Alexa Bliss? 
Uh, yeah, she stood by the door, yeah. <laughs> flicking the switches. Um, uh, so, yeah, they don't know. You don't know. And we're going to find out at probably around about 5am. I know. What are we doing? Well, as we previously stated, we gave up on ROH after an hour and a half. Yeah. So we'll see what happens tonight. Yeah. How have you felt? I mean, as you say, we're, we're probably not going to do a wrap up. How have you felt about the weekends? I think there have been lots of fun stuff. Yeah. I I felt, once again, that my life has got in the way a bit. I, I feel it's something you have to give yourself fully over to. Um, and I don't think that, like, I've been able to I, do that. Yeah, see, I kind of feel differently in that I never want to do this again. Right. <laughs> like, if somebody... Could, do you know what would be really good? Is if somebody could do, like, a, a digest... Of all the good stuff across yeah. the weekend. And I could just pick and choose what I want. If there was something like at the end of each day. Somebody had just edited together all of the good stuff. Yeah. That would be great. because And I saw loads of good stuff. And I didn't see loads of like absolute Andy stuff. No. <laughs> like, you know, most of it wasn't Andy at all. No. Um, but I just feel like there could, it could be more essential. Yeah. Um, and I don't... I don't <laughs> I don't think at this point in my life I want to be spending like 14 hours a right. day, three days across a weekend. I mean, it, it depends. Like when it's when it was good, it was good. But it, searching out that stuff was was a, a pain mm. and making a few missteps and watching stuff that like the Ring of Honor, um, New Japan stuff that. You know, we were looking forward to that and it, it was just not good. Um, do you know, so I don't know, perhaps people need to up their game. Next year is going to be really weird because I think they say it every year um, that WWE are going to lock down the city that it's in. Mm. And I, I think that they might have, have the, the, the gossip is that they might have managed to do that largely um, other than Joey Janello who says he's already got a building. Um, so I don't know how things will look next year because um, everything will be a lot more spread out because in like in this year you have Jersey City and all the way up to Queens and Brooklyn but New York's transport system is good enough that that wasn't an yeah. issue but we saw last year in New Orleans that the um, the Evolve venue the WWN venue was like an hour outside yeah. of, of New Orleans itself um, so I wonder how next year's will look um, we'll still be here we'll be doing it again I don't know whether whether we will. This might be it. Yeah. I mean, personal circumstances will have changed. Yeah. It's a year away. Yeah. So who knows what will happen. Hopefully, I won't have to watch wrestling anymore. No. Hopefully, I won't be doing this podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, you know, I'll have moved on with my life. Yeah. But there's certainly... A um a good percentage chance that I won't <laughs> still be in the same rut. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I've seen loads of stuff that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I'm not a cataloger of stuff, so I'm not going to give you a big list of things that I recommend. Yeah. Um, I don't do lists in that way. What was your favourite moment of of the stuff that you've seen? If you had to say to somebody, do watch you know one moment. Do you know what? It's not so much a moment, but like it's been really good seeing like the handful of 
people that we're familiar with from our scene going out there and getting the reactions that mm. they get. And, you know, I don't watch loads of Shimmer, but it's nice seeing Charlie Evans get the moment. Like, yep. she was in the... Um, she was on the Blackcraft show, was it? Uh, Black Label. Black Label show, sorry. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Brooks, Chris Brooks was on a whole bunch of shows yeah. this weekend. And that's really encouraging to see somebody like Brooks, who we, we give stick to, but also yeah. we do, we, you know, we're big supporters and big boosters of his. And obviously, through Good Wrestling, I've worked with some of these people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of the, you know, there's a couple of British companies out there doing shows this weekend um, uh, to varying degrees of success by all accounts. Um, but it's nice that these people are getting the opportunity to go over there, get some dates, have fun. Um, I don't know whether there's an individual moment. I mean, the moment that's sticking in my mind is that thing with the scissors. But that's yeah. not a positive. No. I mean, for what me, it will be it will be Tank and Manny Fernandez well, yeah. against Sadkamp. Yeah. Um, that just seemed to sum up the weekend for me. I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, but I've seen lots of good stuff. Like we always come out with with new favourites. Yeah. Uh, from this weekend, um, and Swoggle has has yeah. really made a, an impact. I think Swoggle was the MVLP of the weekend. <laughs> Can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, you know, the the booking of Swoggle is kind kind of sums up what this weekend is in terms of like the shows that we've seen. Yeah, because it's acknowledging that this is a weird attraction that these matches are only going to happen at WrestleMania weekend because you've got this, you know, influx of this disparate types of people. Swoggle. In the space of a weekend, had matches against Nick Gage and Scott Steiner. Yeah, two people that you can't. I mean, I guess like in some ways they're they're in the same sort of circles, but they're very very different. Yeah, um, in terms of the success they've had, <laughs> the physiques that they've got, the time served for armed <laughs> robbery. Yeah, I don't know whether Scott Steiner's done time, but um, Nick Gage has. Do you remember that time when Scott Steiner? Uh, said he was going to beat up Hulk Hogan, and so yeah, they got <laughs> they had his was, picture. That was like two WrestleManias ago. Yeah, they had his it? picture at the gate of WrestleMania so that he couldn't get in. Yeah, like as if people are going to go. Oh, sorry, mate, but you're barred. Yeah, there he is. Oh, uh, did the did the picture have his chainmail headdress and on? His That's sunglasses. Yeah, because otherwise he's just going to stink. I through, th- I'd like to think it was a photo of him from the eighties. Yeah. Um, uh, with um with Rick in his headgear okay. next to him, just yep. cropped out, just cropped out. You could just see Rick's right. cauliflower ear protectors. <laughs> um, my my one final takeaway from this weekend mm. before we let people go, um, is including me. Yes, because I you're itching to go. You it's been a reluctant podcast. Yeah, it's been terrible. Chris's part, um, is that I've realised that a certain style of wrestling, at least for the moment, is not for me anymore. And I'm okay with that. You know? Well, WrestleMania is going to be fun then. Well, I mean, WrestleMania is what it is. You know? It's it's on a, a whole different scale. And I can enjoy it on on several levels. Um, see, that's the problem with, with stuff like NXT and, and New Japan, which um, I've not been able to really get into much this year. 
you can't enjoy that on a on a this is hokey shit level because it's no. not hokey shit. Um, whereas mainstream WWE, you can laugh at the at Shane McMahon trying to put on a triangle. Yeah, you can laugh at the the sheer existence of Bobby Lashley. Um, just things like that. So and it, and it's fine because there's so much wrestling out there that there's there's something for everybody. There's something for everybody. Yeah, and this is fine. And this hopefully is... you'll find a podcast that you like at some point. Yeah. And you won't have to listen to this one. Yeah. Let us know. If if you stop listening, let yeah. us know. <laughs> because um, once we get under a certain amount, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I do see the stats and they are decreasing on a week by week. It's not surprising. Week by week basis. Um, so thanks for listening. Um, we did this for you. All right. And I want you to know that this is your fault you the listener so until next time go on the internet tell people how much you dislike wrestling and the podcast love the graps one of our listeners uh actually messaged me and said that he was looking forward to hearing our takes on the weekend more than he was dave Meltzer and brian alvarez's takes well i think that's reasonable well i i think i'm sorry that's what i'll say yeah i mean none of us got in the ring no, so. we didn't talk about that. No. And we never will. Um, but really, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, <laughs> thanks for um, joining us on this endurance tour of the New York, New Jersey area. And uh, it's getting on. It's starting to get dark. Um, we're going to go and settle in for the WrestleMania. Uh, the, the road to wrestle, the driveway to WrestleMania. <laughs> Just pulling into the driveway now, and uh, WrestleMania is. Uh, we're reaching for our keys, and we will be able to get into <laughs> WrestleMania pretty soon. Tell Alexa Bliss to put the lights on. <laughs> yeah. um, until next time, uh, you would be sensible to go to bed. With my baby gun, I would kill birds. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Up the hills that we climb, the decisions of time. All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Up the hills that we climb, the discoveries on the beach.